0: Welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. We're your hosts.
1: I'm Caroline.
0: I'm Susie.
1: And we're making women great again.
0: Even though we were always great. We'll see you next
1: and every Tuesday.
0: This is so fucking cheesy. <laughs> I know. <It's> so <laughs> natural. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. Karen and I are currently in a phone booth. We are. We are very close. Recording on a phone because our microphone, we forgot it.
1: We did again. We're not perfect. We're so not perfect. We're in a phone booth, so if it sounds a little weird, that's why. It's also approximately
0: three feet by three and a half, two feet. Yeah, we're really cozy. Remember when you were in middle school and it was like um, seven minutes in heaven, oh, right, and you'd like, yeah. like run into a closet. I
1: mean, I don't because I wasn't cool enough to get invited to any of those parties. Um, I was, yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> it's a little too lit, and there's a glass door where people can see through us and probably they think we're about to make out.
1: It's fun. It's good. So
0: anyway, come see us live. As in, like, the day to after that. tomorrow. Yeah, so come see us
1: live at Gather. That's the really exciting thing. We're going to be at the downtown Gather location for their Spotlight series. Essentially, it takes Gather members that are doing stuff, making stuff happen. Um, Gather's the co-working space where I work. Um, I base my law practice out of Gather, and then
0: um, I also do everything else that I'm doing out of gather as well. Um, And I just mute on Caroline and I stroll through the doors occasionally. Today as I was walking in after the shittiest week I've had in a long time at work, I was looking around and I was just like, wow, what would it be like to be in a co-working environment where people smile at each other and care about what's going on in their lives? It's kind of cool because we were literally all talking about that. We were all sitting
1: downstairs and um, downstairs in the kitchen is more of like a chatty space. So we were all talking about that and being like, we're not getting anything done today because we're just hanging out with our friends. Like somebody came out and was like, all my friends are here. None of us are in the same company, obviously, because we're all in a, it's kind of like a WeWork for anybody in Manhattan or DC. Um, But yeah, it's
0: cool. It's super cool. Instead, I actually work with a team of people and have an office. And I call it the dungeon. Actually, I was in the dungeon because it didn't have a window. And then I spent the first year and a half that I was there begging for a window. Because there are empty offices with windows. And finally, I think they knew that I was leaving soon. And they got sick of my bitching. So they gave me to a window being like, you can only be here for a little bit. And I was like, fuck it. There's a window in here. That totally makes me more positive. But um, I wanted to jump out of the window this week. So it happens. It's a good thing it didn't open. I have...
1: I mean, I have wanted to jump out of many a window before, so I completely understand. But yeah, we will be at the Downtown gather location that is on Main and 4th in Richmond. If you are here, it is um, their lunchtime monthly thing. So starting at noon, get there a little early if you can to get a good seat. But tickets are online. You can find them on gatherrva.com or the Gather RVA Facebook account. Um, they're free, but just sign up because there's lunch involved,
0: guys. It's yeah. free food. And one day these tickets won't be free anymore. That is true. So you should probably drop it while it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Pick up your ticket to Gather. Yeah, jump on it. Jump on it. Jump, jump on it. it would
1: have been jump on it. It's okay, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um. All right, so let's circle back to work. <laughs> Hmm. sitch Hmm. last night was the first time I've ever seen Susie cry ever
0: I don't really cry that often I have a lot of feelings that get buried when I do cry it's usually like the great flood of whatever month we're in
1: I cry all the time. I cry... I, yeah. yeah. I think I, like,
0: cry a lot. I cry a lot. But I'm, I think it's great, because crying is really a detoxification process. Tears are letting emotions go, flowing out. And I am a very happy person. They do say that happy people are really angry inside, and I definitely <laughs> felt really angry this week. I was, like, ferocious.
1: Oh my God. No, I... I don't deal well with anger. I don't really get angry ever. The only time I've ever, like, experienced feelings of rage, it's, like, if you hit me in the head, then I get those, like, feelings of, like, anger and rage, and I, like, don't know what to do with them, so I immediately
0: am like, oh, what was
1: that? Who hits you in the head? Well, like, if you're... That's a good point. I'm not getting (laughs) abused. (laughs) If you're um, walking, and, like, somebody accidentally, like, reaches out and, like, smacks me in the head. You know, like, if you ever just got, like, knocked in the noggin, (laughs)
0: yeah i played soccer and i've had many concussions oh see well there you go but those weren't like walking down the street and someone like flips you a bird and is like actually flipping it in your face or you're like hey that's my head
1: no yeah if i anyone, or like if i'm like oh when i was cheering if i would get kicked in the head or something like that i'd I'd just be be angry i'm just like
0: pissed yeah i don't really get angry either which is i mean i i do i guess I can get really intense, which is Mm -hmm. underlying anger, but it's not like I'll, like, go crazy or psycho. Yeah. And I know how to, like, dampen it. But when I was a kid, I was, you know. Full of rage? Through tantrums. (gasps) I was the angriest child. I kicked my foot through a cabinet door in the kitchen because I didn't want my mom to check my homework. Seriously. And so, like, for years, they just didn't fix it. They are really shitty cabinets. Like, they were very thin. So it was really easy. Like, anyone could have punched a hole through it. But, but still, you kicked it. cabinet. I was like, I don't want your help. And then I kicked my foot through the cabinet, and oh, there was God. a hole there forever. And my parents were like, yeah, you did that. I well, good for them
1: that they were just like, We're not cleaning up after your messes. And then but. they got their
0: kitchen redone and they were like, Please don't kick any <laughs> holes in our cabinets. And I was like, I think I'm over that state. I think I'm over that mom. I'm twenty years old. Yeah. Um wow. I was in fourth grade. I was nine. Wow, so that was like I remember it very vividly.
1: Oh man. I remember spilling nail polish remover or nail polish, no, nail polish in our upstairs, in my bathroom upstairs, uh, when I was in, like, fifth grade, maybe. Because I remember my mom goes, Caroline, this is the worst thing you've ever done. Stayed with me. Nail polish?
0: Yeah, because it got all over everything. I would, like, run around with knives and forks and be like, I'm gonna get you! All right. Yeah, that's a little creepy. Yeah, I I was a terror. I can't believe that because you're so centered. Now. (laughs) True. (laughs) I mean, maybe there was a little bit of, like, a quest, but no, I went from being a tantrum to, like, holding everything inside, and then, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you've been able to let it out a little bit. Yeah, and so this week at work was super shitty. I'm not having communications at work. Everything comes to me via email, and there are no person-centered, supportive Interactions at the moment, and so you're having your own Mercury retrograde. Yeah, but it's a little late. What I was reading today, though, um, this woman Jen Wayne, who I've been fortunate to get to know and work with a little bit, who does yoga astrology in Charlottesville, and she works with astrology in hmm. a really awesome way. Cool. She sent an astroblast today, so she sends. Every so often, these emails with astrology and what's happening in the sky. She calls it like a sky soup, or it's probably not the right word, but it was some kind of like lunar sky soup. And I was like, ooh, what is in the soupy sky? But she was saying that with this moon, and I don't remember all of the like planetary things, but she was saying that the sky was bringing a sense of. Combative communication, and it was helping you in relationships see what doesn't work, and it's like a phase where a ton of people are breaking up, Ooh. and a phase where think people are parting ways and getting more in line with their truth and centeredness, and for me, this week is just get the fuck out of this position, which mm-hmm. is happening on its own. Yeah. I don't need to like run out tomorrow, but yeah, just, just... felt... You're ready. you ready for the next step. Yep. There's that. That's my. That's your sound. That's my soup. It's your soup sound. <laughs> my soup, well, that soup doesn't bubble. It does that. Yes. But it's also been interesting too because I feel like I've had some really interesting, positive conversations this week with people helping me have some ideas about where I want to go when I do go part time, which is exciting but right now i just feel like so many negative emotions i'm like i don't want to do anything i want to be stay at home wife that just sits and meditates all day cuz cleaning and all that stuff i'm like ah, nah. that's hard but like going jack to lemon. yoga and sitting around walking jack sounds pretty fantastic You'd get so bored. I would get so bored. I know, you would. But I could do it for a week and I would be so yeah. happy. You could do like two weeks maybe and then you'd be like, Oh, and I need I'd be something. Like, what would I do? I th- I was thinking about that the other day because I tried to let go of everything in my life to like give myself time and space. Mm-hmm. Except so for this podcast. Well, I know. <laughs> like which requires a lot of our time requires and reasoning. And, and then so I still have some clients and all of a sudden time and space. Never happened. Yeah. But I'm focusing on things that I really love that are very different than anything I've done before. I'm learning a lot. There you go. But the rest piece is like non-existent.
1: Well, before we get chatting too long, why don't we talk about this week's guest who dealt with our
0: insanity last night as we tried to get... From place to place. Because instead of jumping out of a window, I was trapped in the dungeon in my office. And I was supposed to leave. And then I was like, hey, Raya, you're going to be home? Because two girls are showing up to the house to record. And I won't be there for a little bit. Also, thanks, Ryan Thanks, Ryan So, yeah. So, yeah, we have the beautiful, wonderful. Smart. Really s- clear. She's so clear on her, like. Empowering. Yeah. She knows. She's like. You talk to her, and she just knows the answer. Yeah. Which is cool. It is cool. So we have Kiara Fuentes ow, ow. of Diva Boot Camp. I'm super excited about it. We'll hear all about it right now. Woo!
1: Woo-hoo! All right. Welcome to the next Tuesday podcast.
0: Hello. We are here today with the wonderful Kiara Fuentes. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I actually (laughs) had no idea how that was going to come out of my mouth and as my husband can attest, accents and any kind of pronunciation just doesn't happen. Like, I can't even... um, yeah, I sometimes words. It's like half of a word that comes out of mouth. So, anyways, we're here with Kiara Fuentes of Diva Bootcamp. She is the owner, and I took her class for the first time yesterday morning at five thirty a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and today I'm really hurting from it. So, welcome, Kiara. Yay! Thank you. Yay! Excited to be here. Yay! We are
1: happy to have you.
0: We are happy. Kiara brought us food, which yeah, guys. Today has been shit. So, every other
1: podcast guest, <laughs> step your game up. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> love everybody. I know. And
0: usually it's always in my house. And so I usually have food. We have wine. Again, this is like one of those episodes where Karen and I were just saying like we started the podcast before it ever aired, drinking wine every episode because that was the state we were in, as we all know, at the end of last year. And now <laughs> today is like one of those days. But that said, I'm feeling good, feeling sore. Diva Boot Camp, and we've got a diva, so I know that my mood is about to massively change. Yay! That's what it's about. <laughs> That's what it's about. So, here. can you explain to us, like, what is Diva Boot Camp?
2: So, Diva Boot Camp is a
0: year-round
2: outdoor boot camp program for women. Our goal is to empower women through fitness, but we don't do the usual kind of, you know, work those arms harder because it's tank top season or squat some more because, you know, you're about to wear a bikini. We try to be very body positive and it's about feeling stronger and feeling like you have more energy. So, we have our 1-hour classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but we really try to focus on like a supportive safe space for women to come, work out, vent their frustrations, share their highlights try to give back to the community, and just make it a
0: positive, like, awesome little team, so. It definitely felt positive yesterday. I was actually, as you are talking about that, I was like, we should be doing Diva Bootcamp right now to make me and more. We should.
1: <laughs> I should be doing Diva Bootcamp just because I, like, probably need to get away from a desk and, like, do activities. I think
0: I just need to allow, like, whatever rage has come up through my work day, like, just to air out, but that's okay. So, Body positive, um, that is something I follow a lot of Instagram things, and yeah. I'm on Instagram way too much these days. But I was reading something, or maybe it was I saw something, but it was like body positive. Like we're so sick of that word because on Instagram, like body positive is just another hashtag #fitspo, hashtag yeah. um, bikini season, hashtag like look at me. So yeah, what do you think of that, and what is of that
2: to you. I think I, I mean, I totally agree. Um, I think one thing to kind of consider is almost, um, I've seen the phrase body neutrality in that you're not, yeah, you're not giving so much thought and concern to what your body looks like. And so some people kind of criticize a body positive, like movement or expression because they feel like it, It's still putting so much emphasis on what your appearance is. It might be putting a positive spin on it, but you're still just really concerned with the way you look. And so the body neutrality kind of thought is that you are a little bit more, it's just there's more depth, you know, it's not all about your appearance. Your body is just a vehicle to get things done with. And it's more about what's on the inside and who you are as a person. So, I'm, I, I kind of hesitate now to use body positive, but I feel like it's more understood versus if I walked around saying body neutral, because yeah. people like, what the hell are you talking about?
0: Um, yeah. Totally. And I was just thinking about karma, talking about we're all just wearing these flesh suits. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. When she said, oh, that should have been, that should have been the title
0: Oh. <laughs> it should have been
1: the podcast. I might go back in and change that to Flush suits anyway. Sorry,
0: so thinking yeah. about um the diva boot camp and empowerment, and I, I like body positive, but I was just curious, yeah, because I, I mean, it's the same with everything, though, right? Like, there's so much hoop and hoopla and yada yada about everything, yeah, in some capacity. And again, social media is it kind of takes away something good sometimes and replaces it with. This new, fatter thing. Yeah.
2: I think it's kind of, it's almost sometimes kind of co-opted, right? Like, because mm-hmm. then everybody, it just becomes like the buzzword and everybody's like suddenly on that train. But really the actual intention behind that, the actual thoughtfulness behind it suddenly disappears. Right. Um, so I do, yeah, I do, I do try to really encourage the women that we don't equate our worth to what our bodies look like, or the shapes or sizes of our bodies. And it's okay to have like fat loss goals, but I hope that you have them and you're still appreciating what your body is capable of and where you currently are. And because I think you can lose all this weight and still be really unhappy. So, yeah. like what's the underlying cause? So, just to not equate your worth with the way you look but to rather just celebrate what your body is capable of in that given day and it's also kind of important too to say you know some workouts I'm gonna come and I'm gonna totally suck like I can't get done with all my laps or you know like this weight is too heavy for me today and that's okay too because like you're human right like Mm -hmm. not every day you're gonna be a fucking beast so compassionate yeah like giving yourself that grace and kind of knowing that um my a-game is gonna look different every day and some days I can come here and just be a complete badass and some days I'm like just showing up was like enough, you know? Yeah. I think
0: showing up is often the biggest deal yeah because it, and especially if you're going to boot camp ladies at, at 5 30 in the morning, morning. <laughs> Yes. i don't think i slept that whole night because i was like i'm gonna miss my alarm and Kara gave me so many opportunities to have an out because we were gonna grab a coffee after she's like you don't have to i know it's early i was like no i'm going <laughs> no really like you don't have to and i was like no I'm, I'm really gonna go and then when it came to it i was like god damn it like i better go to this class. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I could have had so many opportunities to get out like i don't go <laughs> That's on me. (laughs) So, yeah, good for you, women, ladies, girls. Yeah. Um, I think something that stands out to me in, you know, thinking about strength and what your body's capable of, in my health coaching practice when I work with clients, I always say, like, please don't step on the scale. Like, it's okay Mm. to know where you're starting and know what you want to create. But often, to me, the experience is so much more about your way of feeling, yeah. and chasing the feelings that you're after more so than chasing some desired image of yourself.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And I don't, I don't necessarily because I, I make it very clear, especially to new clients, that we aren't really focused on on weight loss. I'm not going to measure you. And I don't want to know your weight. So, but I have, you know, the new clients will come in and say, "Well, I stepped on the scale today, and I'm unhappy with it, or I'm happy with it, or you know." And I usually just try to remind them, it's like, okay, well, depending on the situation, you know, if they're unhappy with it, I'm like, you know, is it important that you get on the scale a lot? Like, is it, is that working for you or is that not working for you? Like, let's think about some other ways that we can um, kind of celebrate our progress. And also I want you to kind of remember that this is going to take a while. Like, we're not going to just come and see these like really fast changes, you know, it's like just... I want you to just celebrate your, your victories. Like, so you joined and you couldn't do a single push up, and, you know, three weeks later, here you are busting out 10. Like that's what we should be focusing on and celebrating. So, but it's always kind of interesting when new clients join a lot, I'd say a hundred percent of them tell me that they're joining to either tone up or lose weight. One of those two. So there's usually kind of like a little bit of an education or mindset piece that i try to like deliver and just that we're making sustainable small changes. And it is, it is about the way you feel, right? It's not sexy to tell somebody, don't worry about losing weight. Because what's sexy to them is like the idea of them losing weight and suddenly they're like, I'm gonna look so amazing in this like bikini or whatever. But it's like, if we can change that thinking just a little bit to like, I just, Feel better about myself because the pressure isn't to look this certain way anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel better because I've taken that pressure off of myself. You know, I don't know. I think that's kind of like where it's
1: at. But yeah, we talked a little bit a few times actually about like dealing with body stuff. Yeah. Um, and having to you know, I mean, it's a lot, especially as like women, and I think even as we get older, you know guys in the workplace maybe have a little bit more leeway than I feel like there's an expectation that you're like killing it at your job. You're an amazing mom and you're a babe. Yeah. And it's like. And
0: people are angry when they're not those things. Yeah. Like today. It's just like. so much details. It's (laughs) just
1: like when you have all that pressure, it's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely think
2: it's a lot. And that's kind of one of the things. It's just like. Can we all just remember that we are good enough? We are yeah. enough. We're doing enough. Can we just like keep that in mind?
0: Oh, someone I was talking to at work the other day, they were like, you know, middle-aged and older women are so cool and interesting to me. And I was I was like, tell me more about that. I love women. Like we're with these women. <laughs> I love but women. She was like, she was like so many middle-aged plus women feel like they're not seen because if they're not being so hypervigilant about their weight or putting so much time and effort into their looks and they are moms and they are career boss ladies and they're doing this this and that it feels like they kind of get lost in everything else which sucks to say out loud but it's kind of I don't
2: know yeah I I think like The total feminist in me is going to say, I I feel like as a woman, if you maintain a certain attractiveness, then you are more valued and you're more seen and you are rewarded. Yes. So like if you kind of just shun some of that or you're like... I don't have fucking time to worry about this right now, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. I've got bigger things to do, like, keep some kids alive. Yeah. And, like, run my business. Oh my gosh, exactly.
0: So. Yeah, oh, my God, I came I in. I don't Ooh. even know how. <laughs> right. I think mine would die in a second. That's why I don't have them yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> so I barely keep my dog alive, so. Yeah, so, you know, it's like. A
0: <laughs> like a Jack.
1: Jack's know. happy as Jack Lemon, the yeah. beagle. Here he
0: is. I'm going to post this really funny picture on Instagram <laughs> of Jack later, and he's going to be good, but. Yeah. Um, totally chilling. So, Kira. What are your thoughts? Like, how do we... How do we deal with this? the world (laughs) to fucking love us (laughs) and to love ourselves so that the world can love us? I think... I mean, I think it...
2: I don't know. I feel like, personally, it's probably, like, you really got to start getting comfortable with, it's okay if not everybody, like, embraces me or finds me attractive or loves me or, you know, because, like, what matters is or at least for me, what I feel like is what matters is like showing up and holding space for somebody else and making sure I can give back and nurture other people. So like, if I'm doing those things, then like, fuck you. If you don't think I'm attractive, like it doesn't matter because like, this is what I'm here to do. So I'm not here to be your like ornamental object. Like I'm here to like, be of service in some way so I don't know to me it's just kind of like getting clear about what your purpose is and how you want to show up in the world and it's I mean don't get me wrong because I like I still wear makeup um I went and got a facial before I came here so like Her hair ooh. also is banging I was admiring it earlier but beautiful. but it's just you know but to me it's like ah, uh, you know I don't I do make decisions of, like, I'm not going to really – today, I'm not really going to put on makeup or whatever because I don't care. Like, I don't have time. And then there are other days where it's like, yeah, I'm going to put on some lipstick and I'm going to go kick the shit out of this. But, you know, it's kind of – ultimately, my goal is, like, I – if I'm living my intentions and, like, the things – I'm living my values, it's, like, to spend quality time with my loved ones – To give back to others to hold safe space and to nurture people and that's like if if I'm doing that then like fuck the rest you
0: know I love how clear she is about this (laughs) I know we had a coffee yesterday and she's like how am I giving value and that's so important to me too but so often I'm caught up in like what am I gonna do when I leave my job like what does Rob Liscoe look like like who am I in the world and then I was like oh wait like what do I have to give the world that totally changes things and then also I'm doing um makeup Free May. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh!
0: I yeah. yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and let me tell you, I was walking down the street today. I walked to work today, and I was like, my hair was going crazy. It was down. It was rainy-ish. It was gross. And then I was like, I should actually, like, I feel like I look like a crazy person right now. <laughs> I feel a little homeless and when I don't don't makeup microphone. So <laughs> I, um, I like, had got my phone out and, like, started taking selfies of myself as my beer as I was walking down the street because it was like... 7 in the morning. No one was, like, walking. The lighting was, like,
1: was probably great. it right. was yeah. awful, <laughs> yeah. awful, actually.
0: It was, like, every tired mark on my face. Like, my eyes looked wide. I looked like a ravaged being. Well, let's
1: talk about this, though. Because I know I just cut you off. But oh. you're going to work. You're going to do your shit and kill it. Like, mm-hmm. why do we care?
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't care. That well, I would
1: care. Thing. I care.
0: I, well, I was looking at myself, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> okay. See,
1: I just got a, i I'm going to swing in from the opposite side of the spectrum on this one. I got I had photos taken today by the lovely Lexi Hand, who's amazing. Um, highly recommend. But the whole time I was like, oh my God, I have to make sure I'm pretty. Like, I put fake eyelashes on. Like, I'm a lawyer. But that was why do I shoot. fucking care? No, but like, why? Well, but why? Because
2: there is a very real if you are putting your best foot forward, you, you know, I mean, I feel like we've all been taught to put your best foot forward. And that's like, to make sure you are groomed to a level that is acceptable by society, you know? Right. And I mean, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. I didn't participate in the makeup free May. Like I saw it and I was like, man, that's pretty awesome. But I was like, I do not really like pictures of myself. And I do not like a lot of pictures of myself without makeup. So like, that's, me being honest, you know, I had like a photo shoot for Diva Boot Camp last fall, and it was uh, like me teaching class, and I wore makeup to that. I never wear makeup to teach. Let class, me be was, clear like...
0: if I had a photo shoot in May, I would wear makeup. Okay, <laughs> I would not. You would Sorry, not. Becky. <laughs> I, for specific things that people would see my face outside of the month of May, right. I would make an exception to say this is for a product or a promo, and also. I feel more confident when right. I do have makeup on. Like, I feel like people are judging me, and that's a projection of myself, which I recognize, and that's a societal right. norm, and that's a value. To me, like, it's really interesting, and I think it's partly how we're taught as we're growing up. So I played competitive soccer my whole upbringing, and then probably in middle school, high school, like, I didn't think so much about my weight. Like, I was never, like, the skinniest girl. Like, I was always an athlete, and I was always... Like I-, I went to a private school and I would on dress down days, everyone would look cute, and I would wear sweatpants and t-shirts because yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I don't have to wear a uniform today. Like, <laughs> let's get comfy." Oh my god, <laughs> I
1: love my uniform. P.S. <laughs> um, I lived
0: in college, my whole freshman year, I one, I probably gained the freshman thirty instead of fifteen, and two, I um, would roll out of bed and I would make it to class, and I was like, polo shirt and sweatpants, yes. And then sophomore year, I was like, "Oh, I have to make an impression. Like, I should probably put jeans on." I think that's college though, because I did the same thing college but that said like part of me when I roll into work one I don't really see anyone all day like I'm not interfacing in terms of right. like moving from place to place so I sit in a hole in an office for my full-time job and I'm like no one's fucking seeing me who the fuck cares you want to judge me judge me yeah but if I was like rocking out Rob Lisco <laughs> or trying to like promote myself in a way that I was like I'm Susie Rice and I'm here to do x y and z like it would be a completely different Right. Story.
2: Yeah. If you were doing your photo shoot today, you wouldn't be walking down the street. Yeah, I would have, like, hot your- pink
0: <laughs> lipstick and, like, great. I would totally do the eyelash thing. Yeah. Love- my eyelashes are just not good. But we're focusing on me, and I like it because my day has been so shit. So, <laughs> so okay. Well, then, let's re Let's re wrap. Um, Diva Boot Camp. Did you always think you were going to be a fitness instructor?
2: No. <laughs> that did not happen? So I was actually a member of Diva Boot Camp, like, on and off for three to four years. And during that time period, I ended up going to massage school. And I just really, like, I didn't, like, at some point in high school, I really started hating science. I remember liking it as a kid. But, um... I guess, like, late high school, college, I really hated science, and so I was like, there's no way I'm going to do anything with my life that has any, like, science-based stuff to it. Anyways, I went to massage school, and you have to take anatomy and physiology, and it was really interesting, and I really enjoyed it, and so while doing all that stuff and learning about anatomy and and movement and stuff like that, I was like, you know, I told my instructor of Diva Boot Camp, who owned it, that I'd be interested one day in, like, teaching fitness classes, you know. And so anyways, fast forward a couple years and she was going to sell it because she was moving away to Philly to become a physician's assistant. Mm. Um, So one of the other women who had been a member, like while I was a member, she was like, I think you should buy it. You should be the next owner. And I was like, you are nuts. (laughs) You see how I could barely make it to this class on time? Like, but it kind of just stuck in my head for a little bit. And eventually I was just like. Yeah, why not? Let's try this. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. And like, here I am three years later. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's been like, it's been so, like, such a crazy ride.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk about this (laughs) business purchases. Cause this is, you know, something I deal with in the law. So what did that look like for you? Like, what were some things that you didn't expect that would be a a thing? And like, what are, what, tell me about it. Unpack it for me. So
2: one of the, clients is a lawyer who did the transaction awesome. and so it's really pretty straightforward they told me everything that they would that would be included and all that stuff so I will say that learning like business purchases I wouldn't do it quite the same way again I didn't negotiate the price and like now I would have definitely negotiated. You're more confident now, too. Yeah. So I have learned a lot on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I remember, so when I made a churchman, I was like, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to do this, and before I got the job that I have, I was looking into potentially going in with someone on a fitness kind of thing, because she was looking to split her business or just take on someone, and... For me, it was like this is a great idea. I don't know if this is the right fit, but like, let me just like get my head around what a business yeah. purchase is. And it is amazing how the breakdown is of equipment and then yeah. the marketing and the newsletter and the like. It's so IP. intangible. Um, um, it looks for property, guys. <laughs> it. Okay. Also, I'm taking my
1: Spanx off. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I <hate it. laughs> um, But I remember looking at the numbers and just being terrified. And that was before, I mean, I, I never went through with it. I went a different way, but I, I also didn't know what I wanted to do. So it's also knowing what you want and figuring that out. So how did you, never doing anything like this before, you'd never been a business own, owner before, right? This was I
2: owned a massage practice, oh, okay. um, but it was very part-time. Uh-huh. So I did have, like, um, I started that. <clears throat> so I graduated from mass- massage school. I knew I wanted to own a business. Mm. Um, a lot of my family members either own their own business or did like a side hustle that was their own business. Mm. Um, and so it was just like I don't know, it just always was kind of like this thing. I knew for me I wasn't going to be happy going into an office every day sitting still. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason that I don't know the idea of just having to sit in a chair I was like I can't do that. So I had been massaging part-time and waiting tables what was your question?
0: <laughs>
1: um, how did you get, like, how did you get there? How
0: did you look at the numbers, you look at the numbers and the numbers feel do confident it? being like, yeah, I'm going to purchase well, this Well, I think,
2: honestly, I think I was just naive. Like, I think, you know, I, I have this thing where I either have, like, analysis paralysis and I will, like, oh, overthink yes. something, like, so hard and it'll take me months and months. Like, I just finally purchased some software for the company today and... In in part because they released a feature that I really needed it to have, or otherwise mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been valuable to me. What's but for? this we're gonna get a branded uh, mobile app, mm. so I'm excited and really nervous. Like I. Hit submit on the payment. I was like, Oh god, please be worth this investment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very I very bought. Expensive. Yeah, my
0: practice
1: like management platform. I use Seventeen Hats actually. I've used a lot of like different mm-hmm. lawyer specific ones, but Seventeen Hats has like everything I need, and it's amazing. Oh, but like sweet. even I purchased it, I did the whole year at a time because it was like twenty you bucks a month cheaper. You save like yeah. so much. Of- yeah. And when I hit it, I was just
2: like, Oh
0: my god. Yeah, more. yeah.
2: It's like, Ugh. but I had been talking to them for like I don't know a year, like asking them questions. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready yet.
0: Do you I get like know. a million emails a day from people being like, try this software, try this software. I used to,
2: I don't get, this this get as software. many anymore, but yeah, I would, and it was just so annoying. I was like, how did you even get my email address? Um.
0: Domains.
1: <laughs> when you buy the domain or it transfers to your name, yeah. they can find all of your information. It's so
2: annoying. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah. yeah, it's the worst. Because I
2: tried to create a burner email for the business so like, all that stuff could go to yeah. the burner
0: email for the business.
1: Burner email. Yeah. I use so, my middle school email. Yes. And Susie I, is usually like.
0: Usually, I get some emails from like DoDat or something. that
1: 46 <laughs> at hawbale.com. Oh, tell people. <laughs> I was another.
0: Trying to be soft. But yeah, I, I, I get these emails from like DoDat, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Caroline. Like, You're such a Dudette
1: girl. <laughs> I've <bored> everything. <laughs> I, like, do do all the, like, sign-ups, like, sign up for free tips. Yes. Yeah. So, I have another personal
2: one that's, like, for all my, like, newsletters and coupons and everything like that. I
0: have four email addresses, and it is so infuriating, because I have, like, I used to do Suzy Rice Yoga, which, when I was in Australia, so still I get stuff from that, because it's just poor, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, organization, and then I have Rob Lisco, and I have my personal email, and then I thought that I would go by the name Kinahan, which is not my legal name, but... I'm always gonna be Susie Rice for all things related to business, so that was just an epic fail. But now I get stuff to that too, so I'm just like,
1: so (laughs) many emails, man. So many emails, emails, yeah. Anyway, they find your email. They find you. Yes, I'll find you. It's like, yeah. So it's kind
2: of crazy. But so, okay. So I just, I think. Sometimes, so sometimes I'll have like analysis paralysis and I'll think about something way too long or way too hard and not make a decision. Yes. And then finally, then other things I will just feel like, I'm going to fucking do it. And like, I'm not really going to think about it. And yes. just like jump in and do it. And then I'm like, holy shit. Like, what did I just do? What did I do? So that was kind of one of those things. Um, she was, the, the former owner was looking to sell it in a hurry because she literally was like moving away in the next few months. And Fire sale. Like, yeah. Yes. So I was like... I've got, like, three days to make this decision. And I went back and forth, went back and forth, went back and forth. I was, like, so stressed out for those three days. And I was, like, fuck it. I just – I knew, like, I wanted to own a business. I liked Diva Boot Camp. I will say that I come from it, like, and as I was telling you yesterday, like, I don't come from it from being an athlete or, like, somebody who's, like, passionate about, like, oh, my God, I went to the gym and worked out for three hours today. <gasps> like, I I don't – I try not to go into a gym. <laughs> um
0: now is little –
2: yeah, so um so I come from it from a different perspective. Like I kinda came into it like I, I love supporting women, I love like wellness, and I really want to own a business. And so that was kind of like how I got into there. And so I don't know. It's kinda it's kind of crazy, I've learned
0: a <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's called Diva Boot Camp. Because one, I think it's fun and Too, like now having been to a class, it's like it is such a community that you have. I mean, the women are super, they know each other, you can tell they've been doing it, they show up for one another. Yeah. And, but they were super welcoming of me, where I'm like, don't talk to anyone, it's so early. What (laughs) the fuck am I doing? I haven't done a boot camp class in so many years. (laughs) And, Holy shit, this hurts. And then we're like doing um, tricep dips on the bench, and I'm just like, ow, ow. And someone's like, oh, Susie, how did you care about this? I'm, like, ow, ow. <laughs> um, yeah, I've met Kiara. Like I said, I come. Oh, cool. Like, tell me. And then we're like running up a hill, and another one's like, so, Susie, what are you doing? I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> Down the hill. <laughs> so I'm like, ha, well I um I and I oh well I can, can we talk after this? Like literally that was like what it was like. And they're just like, okay. They're older than <laughs> I am. And I'm like
1: their yeah hashtag
0: inspire, hashtag Fit A F. <laughs> hashtag CZ means to go boot camp more often. <laughs> That's awesome though.
1: Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> so how have you seen like What are some ways that you see people change? Like, obviously, we've talked... I mean, if you work out enough, obviously, you're going to see physical changes. But, like, what are some changes that you've seen in yourself? And what are some changes you've seen in the people that you work with? Um, Well, for people that I work with, especially because my... The
2: clients who kind of came with me when I took it over, they had been there for a while. And I feel like they were pretty, like... They're in a pretty good place. They are older women. And I feel like they're pretty comfortable with their bodies. But the newer...
0: <laughs> oh, I just got so excited because, like, it was it was so cool to be there. And it was, like, locker room talk. It oh, was yeah. so good. <laughs> like, yesterday, I literally, like, as I was still waking up and I was, like, looking around the, the outdoors area... Because it's beautiful, too. It, it was yeah. at U of R, um, oh, where Caroline yeah. went to law school, and it was on the lake by the gazebo. So, so it was, nice. like, yeah. such a beautiful place to start the day. But it was great. It was like boob talk. It was underwear talk. It was like like me just taking my spank off. Even, yeah. Like they were like, I didn't know you could sell your dirty underwear to men online who would pay for it. Yes, <laughs> yes you can. Yes. I, I didn't know that either. I'm oh like, my god! I don't research this. I stuff. heard
1: a podcast about it. Some girl made like five thousand yeah. dollars and put herself through I law think that's school what that what way. Talking that's
0: about so crazy. And so, I am anyway. sure, like this like little girl. Like wow, you guys are like. <laughs> older with children that are not that much younger than I am and you're cool your and too, like yeah <laughs> keep talking about this stuff like I want to hear about it oh
2: my god <laughs> yeah they are pretty hilarious They're
0: great.
2: um so I think for me like when seeing the newer clients who come in with like so I was just going to do the thing where I, I like just eat cabbage for the next
1: three days. And Ugh. I'm like... Mm-hmm. I did that Oops. once. <laughs> <laughs> the cabbage soup thing. Yeah, <laughs> I did
0: that in college. It lasted a
1: day. <laughs> well, we all know how my roommate Chelsea's juice cleanse went. When, when she comes in and slams the door and goes this juice closet <laughs> and literally went straight for the pizza so like
2: <laughs> we like food around here anyway yeah. sorry yeah. no so it's kind of just fun to see them kind of like slowly like I, I the comments that they make and the questions that they have slowly evolve mm-hmm. and it's no longer about well, what do you think about this latest Dr. Oz diet or something and I'm like
1: I wanna shoot myself in the face. Yeah, so I was like, "Um," and my
2: question is like, well, do you think it's sustainable? Would you be able to practice that for a really long period of time? And they're like, hmm, I'm like, okay. So, but then when they slowly start shifting and it's like, they're asking me more questions about, well, so I was trying to do this like variation of the push up the other day and I couldn't get it. And it's just like, okay, yes. Yeah, like we're shifting your mindset a little bit and you're, you are, and they're talking about feeling more positive about themselves. So that's like that's always really exciting. We had we brought a movie, race, the documentary, Embrace, to Richmond in Wait, January. Wait, whoa, 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 what? Uh, yeah. So that's like the spotty image documentary. Gosh, Taryn Brumfitt, that's her name. She put this on. She produced it and starred in it. But I found her one day on Facebook. She had this like before and after photo, but it was totally like the opposite of what you normally see. The before photo was of her like doing a bikini figure bodybuilding competition. Okay. And after it was just like her after that, like having stopped working out a million times a day and all this stuff. So um, not that there's anything wrong with doing that if that's your priority, but the whole the whole premise was that even when she like trained this hard and ate so specifically to get down to this weight class and, and like compete in this um, thing, she – still wasn't happy with her body. And she was like, you know, obviously, like, this was the best I'd ever really looked or whatever, you know, Uh, whatever that might be. Yeah, quotations. So, you know, she did this whole documentary on body image. And having some of them go to see that and then talk to me in class afterwards uh, was just like, you know, all these just so many different comments. And especially some of them that I know struggle with self image and like seeing self-care as a luxury instead of like seeing it as a crucial thing I was just so nice to hear them be like that really opened my eyes to some stuff and I cried through most of that movie and like I mean not that I was like celebrating the crime but I was just like okay I feel like something like this is what I've been trying to like hammer over your head and it's, like, making an impact.
0: Um, it's wait. so good to have those moments.
1: Yeah. What's
0: her name again?
1: Taryn Brumfit. Taryn. I was looking up Erin. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting to me because I have some friends who have been in the body competition, like, doing that. And they looked amazing. mm mm-hmm. But, like, they would say firsthand, like, it's so unsustainable. Right. It's, it's unrealistic. You feel like you can't eat with anyone. Right. You're eating on such a schedule and everything has to be measured and portioned. Yeah. The hard thing is is when you look at those images of people celebrating their successes and progresses, you don't know any of the work behind it. I always say it's mm-hmm. like looking at someone who's achieved, like, independent financial success right without understanding the journey and the amount of years that was the grueling hard work and tenacity behind it yeah so there's immediate comparison oh yes and Definitely. and the other thing I was thinking about as you were speaking too is I think it's so easy for us to hide the reality of what it feels like to put in so much work to be who we're supposed yeah. to be in the world because we don't think about it. it. It's more of what's expected of us from whatever age and depending on your family and who your role models were. You know more so than others, and then depending on the profession that you go into, more so than other professions, right. and then depending on how you know closely linked your head and heart are the more you'll know what your truth is versus what face you're putting on every day. Right. But those lines are so blurry. And if you're, you've spent so much of your life being this thing, you know, listening to this thing inside of you that says, Ooh, yeah, that is so hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's interesting to me that, um, like doing that bikini figure competition stuff, like, for me personally, I know I couldn't do it because I love, like, charcuterie plates a lot. And I like yeah. wine. And yeah. I like having dinner parties a lot. And I, it's like like, I like hummus and naan. <laughs> yeah. And yes. wine.
1: I like so, a lot of wine. I so, like chicken fingers when I'm <laughs> drunk at 2 a.m. <laughs> so it's just like, that's <laughs> not going to be me. Because to me, like, I don't... Living
2: with my intention is to spend time with my loved ones. And, like, one of my ways that I do that is we have dinner parties and stuff like that. And so if I have to like watch what I eat or worry
1: about what I'm eating or it's just like, no, that's just not going to drive. Yeah. Um, So I've, again, I've talked about this a little bit, but like I was a dancer and then I like transitioned to cheerleading and like, I was always like a thicker, like I was a very thick child. Um, (laughs) my grandma one time was a large, yeah, I was, first of all, I was born huge. Second of all, I was like, (laughs) I was a large child. I've been this size since eighth grade. Like I literally haven't changed, but I was, but as like an eighth grader, that's a large human. Yeah. And so I was always like restricting, 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 restricting. And I think, you know, I went through this time period where I was like, oh my God, like I can't do this forever. What am I going to do? Like, and so like learning to kind of like change and evolve and and be like, okay, like your body's not, I think especially in your twenties is when you're just like, oh my gosh, like. I can't maintain this lifestyle, but, like, my worth is tied up in how pretty I am because that's right. how I get free drinks and that's how I get into clubs. And, like, Let there's everyone else so much, you. You. Like, there's yeah. so much pressure. Yeah, it is a lot of so pressure. So how do you work to shift those? How, wh- I mean, it's really cool because it sounds like you're doing this, like, mental coaching and physical coaching as yeah.
2: well. I think, I mean, I think to me the, the part that I get most excited about is kind of that mindset, you know, and yeah. kind of changing women's thoughts on that. Um, that's the part that I get most excited about, but it's, it's like not easy. I mean, I, I still have like my days where I'm like struggling with it. I did, I do these like training tip Tuesday videos where we like show how to do like a move or whatever, you know, and I was doing one the other day and my boyfriend was kind of like like watching from afar and I was like go away <laughs> I was like I'm this makes me feel so insecure and don't watch blah, blah, blah. me like, don't watch me I look dumb and I feel fat and blah 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 yeah it's like oh whatever you know like he's just kind of like laughing like oh my god don't be silly but it's I feel like it's not easy but I, I think it's kind of just like monitoring your like inner dialogue a lot you know being aware of like the things that you're saying to yourself and then, kind of, you know, is that? Am I talking to myself with kindness, or am I like beating myself up again, or am I like criticizing myself again? Like, and it's not. Yes, I don't think it's like I'm not perfect. I still like I'm like ugh <laughs> today, ugh. Mm-hmm. you know. But like, yeah. that is just noticing it more, but and we then don't being have confident. to
0: be perfect exactly. every day. Yeah, either. and it's also I think sometimes recognizing like the days are not perfect are probably great moments to say like. But I love and accept yeah. who I am outside of what I look like, yeah. and other um, people can see my beauty mm-hmm. even though I can't. Right. I and I think and I think it's also um, being aware that you're going to have those days, and
2: so then that's that's the next tool is to say, okay, well, maybe I'm feeling this way today, but you know, I love and accept myself. You know, so Caroline, do you tap?
1: Oh my god! Yes, that's <laughs> wow. how I got. That's how I got into acupuncture.
0: No, well, that's how I was able to tap. What? Oh my god, yeah. Oh my gosh! I love tapping. Okay.
1: Well, so I mean, an aside, like not that it's about me, but like I um, had a pelvic floor. I have pelvic, like a very like bad pelvic floor issue, and I one of the ways I went to like doctors' offices up on the east coast, and one of the ways that I like finally they were going to implant like a 10s unit in my spine. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that I like finally got cured, fixed, helped, whatever was going to acupuncture because it was like a last resort. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I didn't even have my ears pierced till so my senior year of college. So like I'm terrified <laughs> of needles and yeah. pain. Um, and so yeah, he was like, so we're gonna like, you're gonna learn like if, i you know, I know you're scared, but like, this is how you are like, I might be really scared of needles, but I love and accept myself. Like, yeah. yeah. So for those yeah. who don't know,
0: tapping is a great anxiety reducer, stress reducer way of kind of getting out of a fear-based place in your body because it's not just your thoughts. It's like your physiological response to it. And so there are various places you can tap on your head and then on your collarbones and then your heart. Um... And it's a kind of a circulation where you continue to do it and you continue to do it a million times. And afterwards there's something about it. Like you do feel better. It's it's not completely gone.
1: Like working out. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you, when you rage run, which is the only way I run. Or like when you go to the gym and like work that shit out. Like this is so, oh my God, this is all tying in so well. Um, It's just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we have these like mental situations but you can get them out in this physical way. It's amazing. Because it's all yeah. energy.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's my God. all energy. Because uh, it has nothing to do with who we are in our spirit or soul. But in our physical beings and with all of these hormones and mm. uh, adrenaline and way that thoughts interact with all of those psychosomatic ways that we store in our body, mm-hmm. we have to do something about them. And so... I feel like we've talked so much about you know us and you and life and I love (laughs) it it's so good (laughs) I'm also curious though what have been the more difficult aspects of owning a business and especially a business that was handed to you yeah and that's the hardest how did you kind of take that from someone else and start weaving your own marketing so that's a lot of different questions but I do think yeah, no. It's interesting for some of our listeners. Yeah, to let's break it down that.
1: first into hardest so, part.
0: So the hardest, first part. hardest part.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um,
2: I think <clears throat> it was probably twofold. Like there was a the like practical everyday part where I had to suddenly get up at four thirty in the morning, and so that has been really hard and especially in the very beginning, really, really hard. I came from like waiting tables and working nights a lot to suddenly having to like be up and my boyfriend still works in the restaurant industry, so he works mostly nights. So he comes home, and I'm in bed, and he wakes me up to say goodnight and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like,
0: oh, yeah, please wake me up. Yeah. Like, I have to be awake. <laughs> yeah. it's so hard, because being married to a man that, like, when we don't have the same sleeping patterns, we both get so furious. We're like, oh. okay, shut up. <laughs> and can you please be quiet? Like it's, someone is sleeping in here.
2: Yeah. It's always, um, and so it, that has been a sort like a just difficult thing to grapple with for both me personally having to get up and then just our relationship trying to navigate that. And then the other, one of the other hard parts that I was like surprised about was like, so I still waited tables. The first six months I took over the business, I was waiting tables, doing this business and massaging. And then I quickly gave up waiting tables because like, I can't do this anymore. But then I was full-time self-employment and oh my God. So okay. Maybe it's three things. So I was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking scary to be self-employed full-time. Like, I better make this work. So the second thing would probably be, like, learning how to schedule my time Mm -hmm. and, like, learning, like, okay, this is how I work. And this is also when I don't work, you know? Like, this is when I put work away and, like, have a life. And then I guess the third is just that, like, fear mindset. Like, I was, like, for probably the first full year, I was just like, scared shitless all the time of, like, what if I make a mistake? What if I say something wrong to one of my clients? Like, what if I – I don't know. What if I just, like, make this decision and, like, the business just suddenly, like, goes up in flames, which, like, does not happen. But just being inexperienced, like, you know, you're afraid that suddenly everything's going to, like, just explode. Yeah. So I think, like, finally kind of just getting to a place where it's like, you know what, you've um, already made some mistakes with the business and – You're okay. Like, it's still here. You're still here. Everything's fine. So, like, it's okay if you make another mistake, you know? I love that.
0: I feel like we need to be more forgiving of mistakes and also tied into self-worth, you know? Like, one mistake doesn't mean you're a failure. One mistake doesn't mean that... I'm talking to myself right now. (laughs) Ten mistakes. (laughs) Ten mistakes doesn't mean you're a failure. Ten mistakes. It just... It's learning careers. And it's also managing expectations that it's information, yeah you're learning something about yourself you're learning something about your business you're learning what works what doesn't work you know like we're so effing hard not only on our looks and how our body looks and but our brains yeah and how we are to our clients in society when probably our clients are going to be way more forgiving of us than we are of ourselves yeah yeah, I thought,
2: I mean, like, I've just had moments where I'm like, I said the wrong thing to them or something, you know, and it's like, I think about it for the rest of the day and they probably were like, didn't give two thoughts about it later on. Like, they went on with their life. <laughs> yeah. so I think just kind of learning to, um, kind of grapple the fear and just be like, okay, it, everything's going to be fine. Like you, and we're going to have some shitty days and that's okay too. And like, just try to like, there would just be like these roller coaster swings and, it's like, okay, just try to find the middle ground just a little bit more instead of, like, always riding the high or always riding the low. It's like, okay. Um, My poor mom and my poor boyfriend have, like, just been, like, you know... I've, like, had those, like, phone calls where I'm like,
0: I'm fucking freaking out. Mm -hmm. I'm just
2: like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I just, like, dumped all of that on you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh,
0: that is amazing. My mom, after Kara and I uh, started our last episode with, like, this is... We're going to talk about failure. My mom sent me an email and was like, I'm sorry to hear about your quote-unquote failure. Your words, <laughs> not mine. And I was like, hey, Mom, I know you're listening. What's up, like, girl? I sat, like, we admitted, like, it was, it's okay. Like, it's fine, it's, yeah. it's fine that I failed. Yeah. If I acknowledge that I failed, you up. just, you know, yeah, listen to me. <laughs> you don't have to apologize for the failure. Yeah. Like, it happens. Yeah. It was
1: real. <laughs> Do you find that your significant other wants to try to fix Things, and you really just want them to listen? Oh, yes. Hey, Ryan. (laughs)
2: Hey, look. I have to tell him and my mom to... I just need you to listen right now. Like, sometimes I have to preface it, and sometimes I forget, and then we'll have an argument. But sometimes I'm like, I just need you to listen. Like, I don't want solutions. I don't want you – like, I just need you to listen. Yes. Because it's like – and then, like, when I'm talking about it, sometimes, like, it becomes suddenly apparent to me, like, what I need to do. But, like, when you try to fix it, it's like, oh – my god, don't so tell me what to do. Hell no! <laughs> yes, this <because>
1: is my company. <laughs> yeah. Or
0: yes, yeah. the business advice. The business well, Brian
1: Brian, who hey, is Brian. the dentist the that I've been seeing. He's, um, he's very lovely. But he has a really good way of doing it. And he'll be like, Do you want me to fix it or feel it? Right. And I'm like, oh, that's oh, a great go. question. I yeah. would like
0: for you to feel it that's 98% a- of the time. Yes. Yeah. I need to find this video that Ryan sent me and put it on our Facebook channel because it was so good. He has a friend that does a podcast, and it was when our episodes, like, got tinted, tinctured, I don't know, messed up. up. Fucked (laughs) up. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked (laughs) up. i to put it nicely, Uh, by Dropbox. And it was, I, like, came home, and he was like, talk Taylor, and he has this epic podcast, and I was like, I need to get Taylor's advice, and Ryan's like, he's my friend, careful, Uh, but... Um, Ryan was like, "I don't know what happened." He was curious because they, for their own podcast, are like, "What happened?" Like, we want to know. Yeah. What got fucked up for them, so, right? Like, it we doesn't don't happen to them. Do this ourselves. Yeah. Um, so we're right. just really good at screwing stuff so right, up. <laughs> right, um, I try not to ask questions. Like I let I, I just try and listen. I'm here to listen. Yeah. And he sent this video and it was amazing. It was like this man and this woman, and the woman like literally had a nail in her forehead. Like there was a nail in her forehead. Oh and the guy was like, she's like, I don't know, I just have so much pain in the center of my forehead, and I don't understand, like, I don't, he's like, well, because you have a nail on your head, and she's like, stop telling me what is wrong with me, Yeah. and he's like, well, because you have the nail, and she's like, God, I hate it when you do this, like, what oh you're not listening he's like okay i'll listen i'll listen she's like so i just have this pounding pain in the middle of my forehead and i don't and he's like because you have a nail on your head (laughs) and she's accurate no what the fuck but literally she had a nail in her head so it's like such that
2: like
0: yeah, I mean it's, they're here to help. They probably have yeah. good ideas, and we're just like shut
2: the front door. <laughs> yes, no, Yeah, It's like no, but you don't tell me, all right? Yeah. So I yeah, I'm pretty bad. I, t- I have to tell. Well, my brother came up with this, or he told my mom this one time, and she was like, "So do you need to do that too?" He t- he told her, "I need you to be my rubber duck," or was it rubber chicken? I don't know. But basically, oh, man, just I, mean, I hope it's a rubber. duck. <laughs> <Either> way, um, <laughs> but it. But basically, just listen like you're an inanimate and just listen and so then that's kind of like what i will tell her like when i'm having like something uh, going, like, I like i just too. need to be my rubber duck or rubber chicken whatever whatever thing it is that you just need to where you just listen and don't really like give me advice and she's like oh, okay <laughs> so i, I know, like that,
1: that. yeah, yeah. what's well, so hard too when you're expected to know everything in like a corporate setting and then you have to admit, like, okay, I maybe I don't know everything because it's like a sign of weakness, and you don't want to show weakness because, like, being a no. boss ass bitch, you're like, Ugh, I know everything,
0: I can't be weak, but like, yeah, you can,
1: yeah, but you're not, yeah, you're yeah. we're human, we're you're not, not Jesus and everything. Yeah. Well, and
0: sometimes like when you know that you like want something and like you just don't have like two fucks about it, like you need a safe word. So like the other week, like Kara was like, you know, someday, Sue's, I just can't handle anything, and I was like, well. I'm the opposite. Where like, if I can't handle anything, like I need to over know things because then my anxiety will be like, okay, know everything. I can rest <laughs> now. Whereas Karen's like, I don't even want to fucking talk about it. So like, our safe word is like, see you next Tuesday. Cunt. Just say it. Just be like, cunt, Susie. You're a cunt. <laughs> and I'm like, I am a cunt. And I'm gonna back the fuck off from you right now because I'm like, gonna leave you alone. <laughs> you don't want to deal with this. I and like that's the okay. same word. That's a, good, that's a good idea.
1: It's hard. It's really hard. It is. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, that's still, like, a way of, like, communicating to somebody, like, you know, let's just put on the brakes right now before, like, I say something to you that I don't want to say. And you know. Yeah.
1: So, I mean. Well, that's hard. Strategy. It's really hard. And I, you know, I say this to... My clients, I say this to other people, people that I talk to, people that are my clients, people that are, like, pseudo-clients who just come and, like, talk to me about things and then, like, we end up talking about business. It's, like, not only do you have, when you're a business owner, you have two full-time jobs because you run the business and then you do whatever it is you are doing in your company. Like, you know, if you're a marketer, then you market. You're a business runner and a marketer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, you also have, and we talked about this with Suzanne Burns, Mm -hmm. you also have, two children. You also have
0: right. two significant others. You have like this, your company is this like other well you, it, yeah. It's different than when you work for someone else and you can say like, these are my boundaries. Yeah. Like you have to clearly define your own boundaries within running and operating your business and boundaries are your expectations of what that looks like because it's so easy to say like, these people need me now let me respond to them like they're my friends and clients can be friends, but there is that separation between like, this is a business conversation that can wait until tomorrow. Right. Or this is someone who needs my love and support and I'm here for you.
1: Yeah. So in such an emotional setting, because like what you do, like we talked about you are coaching like mentally to shift. Well, you're coaching physically to shift into this mental space that makes it, um, you know, easier for people to love themselves. How do you set those boundaries? Because I imagine people text you at like weird hours. Yeah, <laughs> <talking about> this. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's hard. yeah, it's hard. I'm a I'm a fairly private person, mm-hmm. so I feel like I I do kind of put up like my walls a little bit because I'm just like, uh, this is where I have to draw the line. But <clears throat> I did have to kind of learn to like let that guard down a little bit more because my instinct was just to like no. (laughs) Interesting. But I kind of let my guard down a little bit more, but I set like, these are the hours that I typically respond to people and I'm not going to really, I'm not really going to respond on the weekend unless it, it is just like a fun time, like, you know, funny or like I'm having a bad day type text. If it's anything business, it's like you get a response between like Monday through Friday between like, nine to like five and then that's it like I just shut that shit down because I'm like nope I deserve like some time away from this also so that's kind of like where where I draw the line like if it's business stuff it waits until the next business day if it's like friendship type stuff then I'm like okay yeah that's cool
0: (laughs) well I'm also curious and this is based off of our conversation yesterday when we grabbed coffee but we talked a little bit about value so one of my favorite books, and if you're a boss babe and you have issues around money like I do, Kate Northrup's uh-huh. Money, A Love Story is such a great way to put into perspective how you value yourself and your time and your energy and putting a price point on things. But also, you know, when I think about the marketing side and the client side and, and working people one-on-one as like a wellness advocate, I feel think often you know like how much am I reaching out in terms of the money that I get back and it's Mm -hmm. always a hard line because you care about people you're here for people but time is money yeah and of the essence and there's only so many minutes in a day so how do you navigate that
2: well I think that is kind of I think that's why it's a little bit easier for me to be like I'm not responding right now Mm -hmm. um because this is work related and I don't I mean, to, truth be told, and this is probably going to sound harsh, and hopefully my clients don't, like, judge me too hard if they listen to this, but I don't always feel like I get compensated for my time, like, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay, because as a, running the business and wearing all of the hats, well, maybe it's not okay, you should be valued and compensated for your time, but I know that running all of the things, you're going to just do a lot of work, because mm-hmm. it's yours, and because that's what's re- kind of required of you, Yeah, but I think kind of knowing how much I will give of myself to other people and how much I will take on like bringing the movie to Richmond, doing the less head, more heart workshop, all those kinds of things where it's like, I'm not really getting paid to do this, but I do it because I feel like this is what I believe in.
0: And it's purposeful. And it's
2: purposeful. And that's me giving value and giving back. But I also know that, okay, at a certain time and place, like, this is where I don't extend myself beyond that because, you know, I spend a lot of time, like, planning these events and orchestrating them and it's like, I'm, okay. Okay. You know, I'm not getting compensated for that. Some of
0: those things, I think, are, like, energy, though. Yeah. It's, like, the more... You're building your resume for potential future opportunities that, like, you're not being paid for in the moment. Right. But there's so much love and enthusiasm behind them that it could turn into something that's worth it.
2: Yeah. No, and I I definitely agree. And I also think it's kind of, like, it's a long... It's a long-game strategy, in a way. Like, and this is where this is how I put myself out there and, and known for these are the things that she's passionate about. And so I don't like, I don't, I'm so glad I do these things. Like it's where I want to be focusing my time and energy, but I guess I also just see sometimes how much work I put into it Mm -hmm. and how that is not always kind of clearly compensated when I go to pay myself Yeah. (laughs) so that I'm like, okay, this is where I like draw my boundaries. This is when I, this is when I respond to you. This is when I don't respond to you. This is what I will give to you. And this is where I, cannot get to you, you know?
0: Well, I know we're getting short on time. I have one more question. I think this is really relevant to a lot of people in the fitness industry or into businesses that, you know, are starting out and thinking about money a little bit more. How do you pay yourself? How do you navigate that when you're looking to expand potentially or create something else? Like, what does that look like? (laughs) Uh, It looks
2: scary. So that's like one situation where I'm trying to navigate right now. And then it's like, I'm kind of just in the middle of it since it's just been me teaching and doing all of the things for so long. I had an employee for a little while last year, but primarily it's just been me. So I've been able to pay myself like a percentage and then just keep the rest to like reinvest it, whatever, pay for overhead, et cetera. Now I have a I've got an employee again and I'm bringing on hopefully like another person. And so I'm almost at this point considering just not paying myself for a little while through the business to be able to make sure everything else is okay. And that's kind of a risky gamble. And sometimes that's been one of the things that I am like, Ooh, I hope I'm gambling the right way. You know what I mean? Like, I Mm -hmm. hope this pans out. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. And I feel like I'm taking a risk and I hope it pays off. So for me right now, I'm considering not doing that and just making, bringing in some revenue for massage. I have a in-law suite attached to my house that we're going to be renting out on Airbnb. So like some little things like that. So, Mm -hmm. which, so it's just like a lot of hustles at once. And I think it's kind of like, this is kind of what happens sometimes when you are not always doing like the conventional job, right? You're right just like kind of looking for different ways to so that's that definitely if you are I have just learned that I'm not sure I looked at the business model closely enough when I was purchasing the business. I just dove right in and like now three years later I'm like I'm not sure that I looked at the business model and the way we bring in revenue and the way it's structured and the membership price points closely enough to understand it. And I'm kind of three years in like oh I wish I had like realized that sooner but here we are now, and like just adjust accordingly. So pivot, pivot, exactly
1: pivot that shit. Yeah, no,
0: thank you. Because I think sometimes again, it's easy to glamorize things people are doing, and the reality behind the hustle to make things work. It's yeah, hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I definitely have loved it. I feel like I've learned so much, so I definitely wouldn't change it. But I do think uh, I've. I think for me, I, I've, like, run it very much from my heart, which is nothing wrong with that, but I don't think I've always been necessarily, like, business savvy with it. But you're is, becoming
0: savvier. But I'm becoming but savvier. But you're learning. Yeah,
2: exactly. And that's, you're and that's okay, too, because, like, now I feel like my clients know exactly, like, what I, like, will give to them, and, like, you right. know how I will treat them, and, and so, I don't know.
1: So it's good, too. People will always remember how you made them feel. Exactly. So That's, that's awesome. awesome.
0: If we want to feel amazing at our <laughs> yeah. bootcamp classes and we want to wake up bright and early, or at other, I know you do them at other times of the day too, yeah. but where can we find you?
2: So, com is the website. We also have a Facebook page, Diva Bootcamp on Facebook, and then it's Diva Bootcamp RBA on Instagram.
0: Awesome. So, you can see some cool Tuesday tips. Yeah, Training Tip Tuesday. Training Tip Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So, we have awesome. to really awesome. fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, as usual, if you want to find us, we are online at www.nexttuesdaypodcast.com. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can also find us on Instagram at nexttuespodcasts.
0: And if you email us some feedback on what you think at nexttuespodcast at gmail.com, we might shout you out on our next episode because no one's done that yet. So, email us.
1: Email us. (laughs) We're out. See you next Tuesday. Bye.